Welcome to show number five of the C-Suite podcast. I'm Russell Goldsmith and today's show is being recorded at the home of Insomnia Music Management as this evening we're talking about fan engagement in the music industry. And so I'm genuinely excited to be joined by singer-songwriter Janet Devlin together with one of Insomnia's directors, Rick Chambers. So thank you both allowing me into your offices. Uh, So Rick, as um, Janet has exactly, and I counted this, uh, 355,650 more followers on Twitter than you do. Um, Sorry about that. Um, yeah. and we're, and My we're cat's t- got more followers than me. Ringo. <laughs> well, yeah. But and given we're talking about um, engaging with fans, I hope you're not offended if my first question goes to Janet. Nope. Um, so, Janet, when, when you're dealing with those kind of numbers, and I'll add in that you've got almost uh, 200,000 subscribers uh, on your YouTube channel um, with over 17 million views, um, is there pressure to respond to all the comments and questions that, that come your way? I think YouTube is quite a different one from like Twitter and stuff because Twitter's like direct engagement and one question or whatever. But like YouTube can be quite hard because comment wise like on youtube you find a lot of it turns into like a proper conversation and like i don't really have the time to sit down and just be like yeah how was your day how was your weedabix do you know what i mean but like on twitter and stuff it's there's no pressure really because you know there's constant like feed of tweets to reply to and you can always go back and things but yeah i struggle with replying on youtube i think that's my problem uh, is, do you think there is an expectation like would people expect you to though or do, or do they um, take it for granted that you're obviously going to be busy anyway so i hope i hope they don't expect me to because i'm terrible but i do read them i do read them a Excellent. lot um but some especially it's hard to reply to comments that are like compliments on youtube yeah. well um, what i was gonna say on that note i mean well there does I, I was reading through quite a lot I mean there does seem to be a lot of love yeah. through, you know for you in the comments and the feedback that you, that you get to your post which I you know I guess obviously goes without saying that that loyalty in real time sort of positive feedback must must be great and I assume provides a nice feeling for you it's really good because it helps you because if you upload a video and then you get like no comments or whatever it's it's kind of hard to then think oh maybe I should upload another one whereas I've been lucky and privileged enough that people actually do comment and they comment nice things not always obviously because it's the internet but um <laughs> it's really it, it is a bit of an incentive obviously to make more content for your YouTube channel if someone's like I really like this can you make more videos like that and that makes you want to do it more um, I think you get a lot yeah. more random traffic come through YouTube as well so you get a lot of honest feedback whereas a lot of people on Twitter follow you on mm. Twitter so you kind of see oh it's the same old you know nice quality fans giving you yeah. nice compliments but with youtube just people kind of appear in the channel you yeah know, it's, it's like a slippery slope of youtube yeah. Yeah. Where, where'd you end up on youtube <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, well, well rick i mean in in terms of the whole use of social media is that something as a management team you have to push your artists to use or is it just something that you know in the industry that like i mentioned before are they expected to to have it i'm assuming you know the likes of twitter instagram facebook they might come more natural to some than others absolutely and it's definitely an age thing as well um we've had artists in the past that are very anti it um and janet's obviously very pro it you know i've never managed someone so well, you don't get off it, do you? Let's face it. Always on always on. And it's genuinely you. Yeah, it's genuinely it me. I'm, I'm I, stuck yeah. there. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I have obviously the logins to the socials. Now, there's times when Janet's in a studio, some piece of news needs to be, you know, tweeted out, you know, and I will bang a tweet out. More than they, likely, I'm asleep. Or, yeah. <laughs> well, that was it. I tried tweeting as you once. And I got busted straight away. Yeah. And it's not up at nine in the morning. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, fair enough. That okay. is a fair point. So, <laughs> you know. but, but what about when you take on an artist? Do you ever discuss, you know, what might or, or plan for what might have and happen when you get that inevitable kind of sad and jealous internet troll that is bound to, I don't, I don't know if you ever see that 
Yeah, I see a lot and I get a lot as well. You know, obviously my email is out there and when things don't go very well, <laughs> I get some emails. Um, just today, there's been a download that hasn't been able to go up on iTunes and my inbox is full because <laughs> it's my fault. You know, <laughs> Automatically, cool. your fault. I accept that. I accept that. You know, yeah. when things are going cool, it's all JD. Yeah. When things are going bad, you know, I get the trolls. When yeah. I got Janet's Twitter on my phone, I was actually horrified. Like the first time, like the first time the first you sent time. in. I was horrified. Um, some of the social, like um, your Tumblr, has got an anonymous feature. Now, when you turn on the anonymous feature, people can leave you comments. Right. You don't know who it is. And suddenly be they become very, very, very dark. And, you know, I've said to you many times, you need to turn that off because it's not yeah. good for your, for your mental health mm. when you read this stuff. You know, it's probably a 12-year-old kid, you know. I mean, just the other day on YouTube, um, we put a new video out thousands of likes instantly this is amazing and then one person just comes on and he says yay i'm the first dislike i like the song i just wanted to dislike it <laughs> now i can understand yeah. someone disliking it but we're now in the era people like to hit the dislike button yeah and yeah. people now uh, are proud to say that they wanted to be the first one to hit the dislike button even though they liked it so trolls are there they're out there do you mo do they're you moderate everywhere. comments like if if there's to a, to if a, to a point. rude words and really abusive, we, we yeah we I would delete yeah. any like yeah swearing and stuff like because yeah. obviously there's there's kids on the internet yeah but like if someone's just being mean for the sake of being mean sometimes I just leave it there just because it's like well it's the freedom of speech it's the internet yeah. and they I kind of believe anyway, yeah they do cane them <laughs> I kind of like leaving the the mean comments there because yeah. like people do jump in and start mm. defending me so it's yeah. kind of it's nice to see like the camaraderie on the internet it is but we we wouldn't take down. Uh, you know, people are free to, you know, say, do you know what? I don't like that. I think you could like that better. And they do. And, they do. <laughs> and that's, cool. and that's fair enough. Yeah, it's absolutely. not fair to censor that kind of stuff. No. So, um, so you two have been working together for what? Four years? Is it? No, 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 no. Um, I wish. Mate, we wouldn't be in here. We're <laughs> no. right. well, doing this interview in like penthouse. Yeah. Like no. Well, did I read correctly, Rick, that you saw you first saw Janet shopping in Tesco's in Hartford uh, when she was living in the X Factor house nearby whilst performing on in the 2011 series? <laughs> I read that somewhere. Almost. So you sure you weren't one of the X Factor groupies? Don't believe what you read. Um, no. What happened was I was shopping in Tesco's one night and I saw all these bodyguards with earpieces in, following uh, very normal-looking people around Tesco's. <laughs> And so I said to someone in Tesco, what's, what's all this? And they went, oh, this is the new batch of X Factor contestants. They're living in a house down the road. I was like, oh, okay, cool. That sparked my interest because I'll be honest, I don't really like the show. I don't watch the show. But that year, it sparked me to watch the show. Um, so I, I just kind of got into it. And I just remember Janet. And I just remember thinking, that girl is amazing. She doesn't belong on this show. Oh, God. Gutted. Never mind. You know, blah, blah, blah. You know, career over, really. Yeah, Being that's, honest, that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. Now... One of our last producers gave us a call, said, hey, we've got this girl. She's amazing. Come up to the studio and meet this girl. She needs management. Um, what's her name? Janet Devlin. Oh, that name rings a bell. Googled her and went, oh, man, this is awesome. Right, it's that girl. I said to my business partner, Adam, this is that girl. And we just drove straight up to Sheffield, um, had a very strange meeting. <laughs> Janet looked at the floor and spent the whole time on her mobile phone. Yeah. And then... I wasn't really good yeah. at, like conversation no. yeah it was, it was kind of weird wasn't it? it was like meet your new management we're like well we might not want to manage her and you yeah like, well, i might not want them to manage me yeah um although i wasn't a fan of the show i was a fan of janet and that was big enough for me because it's about what i think she can achieve and you know x factor to be an x factor but i think you know she's rather special excellent well listen we're, we're talking fan engagement um 
your fans obviously had a major part in getting your first album recorded, Janet, through the campaign you ran on crowdfunding site Pledge Music. Can you talk us through that whole process? Uh, I set up the Pledge Music because when I came off the show, I like there was record deals there on the table, but like it was the most ridiculous thing ever because it was like yeah we want to like make your first album but like if you could release other people's songs and all this kind of stuff and i was like for me it was kind of insulting because like i'd been writing songs for as long as i can remember and i was kind of i just wanted to use that opportunity to start writing my album and for then record companies to be like yeah well you can write the next album not the first one but the next one and i'm like yeah so whenever you can sell this one and whenever i flop i can make the next one that's great <laughs> thanks <laughs> so i just was like i've always been a bit like like do my own kind of thing anyway so like whenever i heard about pledge music it just kind of made sense because it was like yeah you gotta make the album that you want to make and the fans that want to hear an album get to fund the album that they want to hear so it was just it just made sense. It was really good. Was it um, was it easy though to get that? Did you already? You, I am assu- assuming you already had a following online anyway, so that when you created the page, you can then promote it through that following. Yeah, it was great because like pe- I was always big on the social, like big on social media and like keeping in contact with fans and stuff. So whenever I announced that I was doing the pledge music campaign, people were more than happy to like get involved yeah. and and um, help it out. So it just was another stepping stone, really. Um, they were very supportive, and they yeah. still are, which is great. Um, so, yeah, if, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have made that album. Excellent. Well, I mean, we've talked a lot about, you know, your use of YouTube, uh, Twitter. You use Instagram uh, a lot, and obviously Facebook. Um, the one site I've been fascinated by is stageit.com, um, which you regularly perform live on. Perhaps you could sort of both explain a bit about that and why you like using it so much. Yeah, we. Um, it was on the first tour we did with Janet the support band it was um, said that they'd been using this stage it platform to raise some money to, to fund their touring and so I was very interested as a manager um, so I looked into it and it seemed really really cool so what it basically is is you do an internet show so following on from the pledge campaign when we fulfilled the pledge campaign we realized that her fan base was all over the world so we thought this is actually great because we can do shows on the internet to the fans globally um, and also interact with them. You know, the there's chat a room. chat box, yeah. Um, I mean, we've even carried the chat room on on Twitter after Stage It and trended on Twitter. Yeah. Because Wee. just everyone gets so involved. Yeah. And, you know, it's really good for us. We're quite honest with the fans. We say, look, you know, if you want to tip, you can tip. Uh, to come in, you can pay what you want. So no one cannot afford to come in. Uh, so we try to keep everybody happy. But some of the really hardcore fans like to tip you know they re- request shout outs or certain songs yeah but we're quite honest as well about why we use this stage yeah. like on the last ones that I was doing I was like this is to help fund the tour because yeah. right. we, we started off yeah because I was like I even before we even planned the tour it was like I'm thinking about doing a tour would you guys you know want to get involved in that and even people that you know knew that they couldn't make it to the tour were still helping fund the tour by stage it so it was really very really cool, cool. it was so nice of them so, so it really is like a progression from, like you say, with Pledge Music and then and then yeah. StageIt.com. Like I'd done things like blog TVs and um, Twit Camps and stuff, which is like where you have your video feature and your chat box feature. Um, but obviously didn't have the, like, the funds then to get like a guitar player down just to play for the day. Yeah. So then whenever I found out about StageIt and that the possibility of making money from it meant that, you know, say if we made a certain amount of money, I could afford a guitar player and he can come down and yeah. play yeah. with me. So then 
it just made sense then turning it from like a live chat then into a live performance as well yeah. as chatting to them so just yeah talking of gradual. progression it's yeah. um coming from the pledge it's very interesting to see how you can give back to your fans with exclusive content um, and how they do want to fund you. Yeah, because Stage It is, is live only, isn't it? It's not recorded. It's live, just live, 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 live. Yeah. And what we learned on Pledge was that actually there's ways um, of continuing to earn money. So, um, for example, on Janet's web store, we can do pre-orders, we can do runs of merchandise, we can do limited edition stuff, mm. some signed goodies, and you know we're always trying to give back to the fans so janet's constantly keeping new videos on the youtube you know on the youtube on the youtube <laughs> on the facebook on the but you know it's just really good because like it, you know we all know record sales ain't what they used to be um you know i don't cry on myself to sleep every night panicking about where the industry's going i think it's basically you have to look at what you can do and how you can earn money mm. to record good quality music and just get out there and hit the road. But I guess so. So something like Stage It, like you, like you say, that's not that's not going to earn your fortune. What it is is to fund. It yeah. helps to fund the the next stage of yeah. going yeah. out and, and, we, and touring. We try to keep it. You know, we'll do uh, one show on a theme. So, for example, we did a Halloween theme, and we tried to hit. Uh, we'll do two time zones. Two time two zones. Shows. Yeah. You know, so we you know we can hit UK and Europe, and we can hit the states and stuff like that. Yeah. So we try to keep everybody happy globally is, is well. it is it more us based though oh yeah i mean the, that's one thing we realized when we did the pledge mm, quite yeah. how many posters we were sending to america yeah yeah um expensive <laughs> to <Yeah>. post <laughs> that many well on the on the um on those sites i mean do you think there's lessons and experiences that that you've had using crowdfunding sites so like pledge or, or the direct fan streaming like um like like stage it that listeners to this podcast bearing in mind you know we, we've hopefully you've got listeners from from a number of different industries not just music industry do you think that those lessons that you've learned that they can take into their pr and marketing roles there's loads cool there's it's just for me it's just the lesson is engage engaging with your audience or clients or whatever you just Mm. got to keep just keep it fresh and just keep engaged with them all and you know supply them with what they want some people you know for example i subscribe to fail videos (laughs) i love a fail video but i I subscribe to certain channels and i want regular content and all the ones i keep going back to deliver me regular content um some of the platforms like stage it are actually good for business as well you don't have to be doing that as a musician no you can do it as like actors yeah Yeah, they do like question and answer kind of things exactly and it's not just an you know and and the pledge campaigns is not just for music you can charities are using gofundme and things like that i mean kickstarters loads you know if you've got a cool idea and you're willing to give back to the people that are funding you then that's cool you know don't, don't don't ever just take something and not give back you know you need to be so kind of wow thank you so much you want to give more 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 back to them yeah that could be like i say the exclusive content the videos Mm. you know just so much stuff um just just go beyond the call of and that word spreads wow have you seen all this cool stuff that's coming out you know i pledge for this and there's all this cool stuff and and it's quite a buzz people come on and just start getting jumping on the wagon and it doesn't have to be about music it could be about anything yeah Yeah. you're listening to the c-suite podcast to listen to all previous shows in the series you can either visit c-suitepodcast.com, follow us on SoundCloud, 
or subscribe to the show in iTunes by searching for the C-Suite podcast in the iTunes store. Please do give us a positive rating and review when you do. Well, I've got some more questions of my own, but um, we've had a couple of because we put a note out on Twitter um, and through all your followers, we've had some questions come in from your own fans via Twitter. Um, so I just wanted to put a couple of those to you, Janet, while we've got the chance. Firstly, this one is from uh, this is his uh, shout out. This is to at it's Nile, um, who asked, "What do you like most about your fans?" Wow, uh, probably how they have stuck with me it's very easy that they would have jumped off the bandwagon and supported someone else and anything like that they're very dedicated like if they didn't stay like the things like pledge music and stage it and things like that wouldn't work like you'd be playing to like no one whereas like <laughs> they've been really good they're always really they're always engaging online and things like that so i think it's their dedication i suppose which is the, the coolest thing because if they if they if they left, I wouldn't have been able to make an album on Pledge Music. Yeah. I wouldn't have been able to do stages. Wouldn't have been able to do a tour. So it's, it's thankfully to them that I'm even in this position. So. Okay. And here's another question. This one is from Mark Loosemore, whose Twitter handle is at MPL1Sporting. Um, and I love this bit because on his profile he says, at 67, argu- arguably one of Janet's oldest uh, active fans. Um, anyway, Mark asks, uh, and, and again, this is all related to social media and fan engagement. He's saying, uh, will you be able to spend as much time on social media while you are in the States? Now, mm-hmm. I'm guessing this is in reference to your forthcoming U- chance to plug, uh, your yeah. forthcoming US launch of your album, Running With Scissors. That's your time zone, Jamie. That is my time yeah. zone. <laughs> Obviously, She'll get more done like, now. Yeah, I will <laughs> yeah. get more social done because like, say if I do jet off to the States, um, my time, like I don't sleep till like five o'clock in the morning, six o'clock in the morning. So if I was to go over there, I'm actually going to bed at like 1 a.m., 12 o'clock. So that, that would actually regulate my body pattern of sleeping. So I'd probably be on it more, to be honest. Social media is easy to do when you've got something to say. Yeah. yeah. If you've got a cool photo, if you've got something wicked that's happened today, it's very easy to Instagram it, tweet it, Facebook it. So I think if you're in America, you're like, oh my no, God, I'm going to be like so excited. <laughs> I'm going to be like, look <laughs> at be this. spamming everyone. Look at me. Yeah. I'm going to be like one of those annoying people that goes on holidays and takes photos of everything <laughs> and sends them to everyone. Take your selfie stick with you. Yeah. Fantastic. Selfie pool. <laughs> well, I, I want to move on to another uh, direct to fan channel. Uh, Rick, you've already sort of uh, talked about it um we didn't sort of give give it its name it's music glue well, i don't think we did um but that's where you've got your own merchandise uh, mm-hmm. a store um so i'm guessing that's something you get involved in personally oh gosh yeah, i wouldn't trust you rick to design t-shirts <laughs> <laughs> mate i was wearing the old unicorn slippers today huh? oh my God. Rocking it. <laughs> yeah. yeah but you're lit i mean there's everything from plectrums to yeah. like, say t-shirts to see uh, that's another benefit of social media isn't it because like i was able to go on twitter facebook whatever and go what do you guys want on my merch store? What do you want? Um, yeah. And that was one that came back quite big was uh, plectrums. So I went and made some plectrums and put them Fantastic. on the music store. Do you play guitar? I that, use that very loosely. Yes. <laughs> C, A minor, <laughs> F and G. Well, I, 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 I like <laughs> which, the ukulele which is about my more. Limit. <laughs> I like the ukulele more. I've been playing that a lot. Um, so because there's a high expectation with guitars these days that because everyone can play it but me <laughs> uh but yeah no any like with designing the t-shirts and merchandise and stuff i'm, I'm definitely i'm on there like yesterday i was designing new t-shirts and trying right. to figure out what kind of design style of t-shirt in particular that i want yeah and i'm very lucky because like there's a filming company here at the office that i can go down and go oh what kind of style of t-shirts are people 
what have they got? And, you know, it's great because I can actually see yeah. the merchandise. And I'm here well. saying that's far too expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again, like you say, it's the fans that are actually driving almost what, what you're offering, really, well, yeah. through, their, through their suggestions. And yeah, definitely. Cause Absolutely, yeah. There's always a hardcore that will want everything. Um, Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, definitely. There's, there's a hardcore that, you know, um, will want the newest thing, the yeah. latest thing. And it's actually exciting. It's exciting for you to. Is, is there a balance them. though between you don't want to exploit them by just chucking everything? Oh, out. No, God, no. Not at all. No, I mean yeah. we're very. Um, That's why I asked them. It's like I don't want to just make something for the sake of making it. Yeah, so you, yeah. if you make something, especially with the plectrums, I mean, like you don't even have to play guitar. If you pierce a hole in the middle of it, you can turn it into a necklace. What yeah. a salesman! So, there you yeah. go. <laughs> Tremendous. Um, there's there's other channels uh, for distribution of the content that we haven't mentioned yet. So you've got um, Vivo, uh, Vimeo, um, Spotify. Um, You've got your own website. There's various fan sites, music blogs. Can you can you talk us through how you manage them all, and if there is actual strategy behind it? Oh, there's mega strategy. We work um, with a company called Absolute Marketing. They've got some very very cool. Um, they've got a cool digital team that help us manage, you know, our socials as well. Um, a lot more in the beginning. You know, we do most of it ourselves now, but everything's strategy. You know, everything is choreographed you know we have timetables of content delivery we have you know, yeah, it's very rare that we'll put something up just sporadically just kind of go yeah. have this because it's yeah. a lot of it's timed and things yeah, like that your, your kind of interaction with the fans is is the sporadicness you know when we do a youtube video a mailchimp mail out a spotify playlist uh, whatever you know it's yeah. all it's all there and because you know we don't want to just keep sending everyone mail outs we don't want to just keep saying oh, and i've got another new spotify playlist you know we try to mix it up a bit and every social media outlet you know is you know we can say more on facebook you know twitter you're There's limited no to characters, characters yeah. you know everything you know selfies god <laughs> like you know you put a selfie up you get that five thousand likes in a second you know then post so, something that's actually to do with business yeah i've like, got nope. some more music too long <laughs> um, no, no. so yeah it's 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 not an accident and when things go well it's really good because it's it's choreography it's everything you know climaxes at the right point um and it's it's not an accident and it's hard and you regularly forget stuff but you know you just try to be organized you know um, we stay here very late in the office till 10 and all that kind of the late nights in the office is is the planning you know timelines and obviously budgets as well you know if we're doing youtube videos that cost money you know um to you know get guys in to film it and musicians to play so you know everything has to studios to rent studios to rent you know <laughs> although we've taken to do a lot of stuff in this very room yeah well i started well fun. the youtube started off in my front room it did. No, no, it did, yeah. started from it the did. bottom now we're here well that's, uh, <laughs> that gives it a, a certain um i'm trying to think what the right word is but there's a character to it isn't there for, for youtube like you wouldn't obviously have the same style for your uh, music videos that, that you then put yeah. on vivo yeah. for example but so yeah. it, so you've got a different style Absolutely. i suppose for, for different really channels cool. yeah you know vivo we use for the official music videos um you know and uh, youtube we use for more there's those yeah, stuff you do, on you're doing vlogs now vlogs um, yeah vlogs are cool because hey we like wanted to insight. get into podcasts as well we're, yeah we? we're talking doing podcasts <laughs> yeah but obviously not as serious as this because <laughs> no, 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 i'm no, still no. not that no serious. we'll get your guitar <laughs> player involved and it's gonna it's gonna just be funny. Gonna go off in it um <laughs> So, yeah, it's not an accident. It's hard work. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> well, listen, we're, we're almost um, out of time. I'm assuming uh, 
hopefully loads of your existing fans uh, will have listened in. But I, I do hope anyone in the PR and marketing industry who subscribes to this podcast um, who haven't heard the new album yet mm-hmm. uh, get themselves onto YouTube or Spotify and do a search for uh, Running With Scissors. Um, as it genuinely, I'm not yeah. just saying this, it really is a fine piece of work. It's right up my street, uh, that, that kind of music. Thank so, you. Very, yeah, that was really good. Um, I, I want to finish off by asking you both if you had one piece of advice to anyone managing content and wanting to engage directly with the fans, whatever industry, as, as we talked about um, just before, uh, what, what would that be? Maybe, Rick, you, you can go first. I would say that if you um, are running the socials and things like that, you just need to keep it regular, like your bowels. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? If you go on a website and they've got a news section and that news section isn't updated, yeah. you don't go back. No. You know, If you go on a YouTube channel, there's not regular content, and that's it. But what I found is there's a fan called Rabbi, one of your big oh fans, gosh, yeah. who seems to see the future. And basically, if we tell him, he'll tell everybody. We don't have to tell yeah. him though. He beats us. Well, that's true, actually. Yeah, he, he finds beats things us before to the we post. do. So but like that's like a lot. I suppose that's like where you've got certain influences. There's been times where it's been like, keep oh, a few key got, fans happy. Yeah, and I, do all the work for us. Yeah, Amazing. it was like uh, I count. Uh, you're playing here, and I was like, am I? Am I? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's yeah. been times where he's caught me out where I'm like, I don't. Yeah. Oh, I am. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I didn't tell you that one. So is that, is that your piece of advice then? Keep, keep your one or two big influencers <laughs> close to you for your, as I'm, your PA? Or no, I'm more just on the side of just, yeah, just keeping it updated. Go with the flow because obviously like uh, with the expansion of the internet and technology and everything's growing, you can't just stand still and yeah. hope that, you know, it's not going to move as fast as it is moving because it is going really fast. So you just need to keep up with the tide. So Yeah. Excellent. And don't email Rick Chambers when something goes wrong because it's really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, thank you both again. So Rick Chambers from Insomnia Music and, of course, Janet Devlin for taking the time out of your busy schedules. To thank you for letting me into your uh, your offices late at night as well. Yeah. Um, that's it for another podcast. Uh, we're actually going to go. We're actually going to uh, play you out with one of the songs from Janet's new album. Um, but yeah. before we do, and that's that's a that's a first for this this podcast series as Music. well. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, which which is certainly going to be the best bit of this this, uh, this the, the, <laughs> certainly not listening to my voice anyway. You but, have a um, great voice. Oh, have a great voice. Cheers. <laughs> but for the next show, um, I'm back in the studio to interview Stuart Thompson of Tint, and joining us on the line from his home in Northumberland will be immediate past president of the CIPR and newly promoted chief engagement officer. Uh, officer of Ketchum Stephen Waddington so from the album A Running With Scissors this is Delicate by Janet Devlin thanks for listening and goodbye The closer I get to your paper heart and the chatter I hold on gently covered in I'm more stubborn than some You're like the first day of winter Every day of the year Cause you're too scared to let me in Never close to near But I'm just delicate just a little more delicate than you
Just a little more delicate